From Grape Ape to Cowabunga to I Am The Night. Today we're talking about Saturday morning cartoons. Today on... Everybody, hello, and welcome back to Press B to Cancel, the podcast that answers the question, huh? <laughs> Today, I am joined by my good friends, Sick Jake. Go ahead and say hi, Sick Jake. Hey, Sick Jake. And go ahead and say what's up to Werewolf. Or Werewolf, say hi to everybody else. That's what it is. Yeah, I was, I was like, yeah, he's just telling him to say hi to me. Like, this is a whole puppet show now. <laughs> yeah. Dance. <laughs> Dance. So, I, I rehearsed. I rehearsed and like actually put in some time a little bit this morning trying to nail a Kevin Conroy I Am the Knight from Batman <laughs> the Animated Series. And I think I, I, I wasn't close at all, but I did successfully make myself hoarse for a while this afternoon. So I decided not to try it. But man, I, I can't wait to get to all this. So um, as mentioned, we're talking about Saturday morning cartoons, what they meant to us, which ones were our favorite, and which ones are we going to remind each other even existed at all. So uh, let's start off with Hanna-Barbera. They did the 60s, but I'm going to put them together. I know they did a lot in the 70s as well. And then we'll transition to the later decades after that. We'll start with Wolf. What was your favorite of the Hanna-Barbera 60s and 70s era cartoons? Uh, I mean, it's got to be Scooby-Doo, right? There were so many of them. Like there's scooby-doo movies there's the original scooby-doo there's scooby uh, what well, am i i don't know if it was ever just called scooby-doo or if it was scooby-doo where are you there were just so many scooby-doos and it's just iconic well 13 not to ghosts. mention all the crossovers exactly well i mean that's yes. pretty much scooby-doo movie or scooby movies right he's got right. batman and robin on one they've got the globe trotters on another it's it's all over the place don knotts i think was in one <laughs> Classic cartoon <laughs> character, Don Knotts, of course. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, if you were to tell me that Don Knotts was the first cartoon character to successfully transition to be a real-life human, I would believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. He was fantastic. Okay, so yeah, I, I think that's, that's the quintessential cartoon. I mean, not just Hannah Barbera, but even from the 60s and 70s. Uh, Jake, talk to me about yours. Well, what comes to your mind when we talk about that? You know, because... I had a cartoon I watched early on Saturday mornings, so I'm glad you brought up the 60s and 70s, because to be honest, I forgot entirely about Hanna-Barbera. Now I'm, I've got this all flooding back to me now, <laughs> but definitely Scooby-Doo. But so up here, Saturday morning cartoons started early. They started at 5.36 in the morning, but they used to show the really old cartoons then. But of course, you know, seven, eight-year-old me, I'm, I'm still awake. So up here, we got to watch... What time is that in America? <laughs> well, it's the metric time, you see. I, I don't know. Okay. I can't convert it on the fly. Okay. I'm not that good. Sure. No, so up here at uh, 5.30 in the morning, it was The Mighty Hercules, and then it was followed by Rocket Robin Hood. And I thought you guys had that down there, but you guys didn't have Rocket Robin Hood. It was a CBC cartoon from the late 60s, I think 66 to 69. So I wish I could show you a video of this right now, but we're going to get copyright striked. So I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i leave links in the description. But uh, if you guys want to type into Google or whatever and look at Rocket Robin Hood, <laughs> it's something else, man. And I can't believe this is a Canadian thing. Is this like Robin Hood meets Buck Rogers? Yes, it's Ro it's Robin Hood <laughs> in like the 35th century. No lie. Like wow. The sheriff of Nottingham, the whole bit. But like the 
the intro is like some 1940s serial type music, right? Like it's just the the marching band and it's like Rocket Robin Hood. Like it just just upbeat march. And I think it's freaking hilarious. And uh it's not a good show. <laughs> it's not, but it's what was your it's what you could watch at 5 30 in the morning when you're a kid waiting for the good stuff to come on at 8 a.m. Right. So I used to watch that one and uh it was like a hundred episodes. But they're five minutes long, I think it was. They're really short. And Hercules, <laughs> the same idea. Hercules is an old ass cartoon. And it just like the voice acting was just crazy. Like just so, so bad. So 1960s voice acting, like truly. But like it's it's what you watched at the crack of dawn in the morning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's great. Rocket Robin Hood menu. It's on YouTube. You guys gotta watch it, honestly. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. One of the things I love about predated futuristic shows is, you know, you talk about it being like Robin Hood in the 35th century or whatever. And I think they're going to be like, okay, how do we translate this? Okay, well, clearly they're going to exist in the kingdom of Nottingham 7, because every right. future planet has a number at the end of it. Yeah. And then, you know, they have jet planes. Does he wear like rocket boots? Where, where's the, the title pack, rocket man. come from? A rocket pack. Totally a rocket clearly. pack, yeah. Like him and Little John and the Friar Tuck, they're all they're all the classic Robin Hood characters, but futurized with rocket packs. It's hilarious. Wow. Yeah. It's just okay. it's inventive. Yeah. I don't know if I'll watch the whole show, but if I can find a documentary on <laughs> the development of it and drugs, I will I will watch that. Yeah. It's gotta be drug drug fueled for sure. sure <laughs> Something sure, sure. like this does not exist without LSD. But, uh, it blows my mind as Canadian. I didn't think it was Canadian. Like, not to be unfair to my industry up here, but Canadian stuff usually sucks. <laughs> but this is a good show. It's actually no. not bad for what it no. is. No, Canadians constantly push the envelope and test the boundaries. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. Um, now, Hanna Barbera also did a run of Super Friends. It was a, a kid friendly, very accessible, wildly accessible version of of the justice league you know and i think one of the the things that still comes up in not everyday conversation but there's so many podcasts out there or so many broadcasts or, or references in in pop culture even today where people are like meanwhile in the hall of justice and maybe that's not everybody else's experience but i think everyone i know if you said that gets the reference and I think that it was iconic because it introduced us not only to, as kids, the main characters that we grew up with and knew and loved, Batman, Superman, Aquaman, but also the Wonder Twins, which to this day, I still don't know if they were only created for Super Friends or if they actually had a comic book line, et cetera, et cetera. They're the ones that transform, right? Okay. So they're two twins from a distant planet who have right. these powerful rings that, and they're twins. And... <laughs> One can take the form of any, like, animal thing, and the other could take the form of anything involving water. So you could have somebody who's like, you know, saber-toothed tiger, and the other would be like ice menorah, and then they could somehow defeat whatever <laughs> enemy that would require those two things. The most commonly seen was probably the vulture and the bucket of water. Okay, so is that real? Because so the only reason I know the Wonder Tr Twins is from uh, Robot Chicken episode where they have them, mm -hmm. and I think they actually did the Vulture and the Bucket of Water. Yeah, are you telling me the cartoon seriously had that as one of their powers? Yes. Wow, that was because <laughs> she could take on the form of any animal, and he could take on the form of any various shape of water. So 
See, because like when you see a robot chicken, like half of that show is parody and satire. I thought they were making that shit up. I did not realize it was a. <laughs> I could, I could see a real comic character, but that is real power. I thought they were being. They were just kidding with that one. That's hilarious. Wonder Twins. Yeah, but I, I love that because there's the brother sister dynamic in this show, and that's kind of where the question comes up. Other than obviously how absurd their powers are, I think if they were created just for the cartoon. It speaks to little boys, little girls waking up and watching their show. They don't want, you know, siblings fighting over what show to watch because, you know, at, at the time it wouldn't be perceived this way now. But, oh, the Justice League show is just for boys and girls won't yeah. like that as much. So if they can include a, a brother-sister dynamic, which is cool, and I get that, but seriously, why is there not a, a movie already? Because <laughs> it's DC, right? That's why. Uh, yeah. yeah, they definitely originated from... Uh the all new super friends hour that was their first appearance period wow right there should be a limited run or or like, <laughs> like a hbo max series just give us something with like seth rogan and Kristen bell i would watch the hell out of that actually or who is the girl from pitch perfect i'll watch her in anything oh uh anna kendrick right anna kendrick yeah miss kendrick if you're listening yeah uh hey what's up Big fan. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I whenever I think of Hanna Barbera, I think of that, and then you know the the what was the under the caveman one? Oh, uh, Captain shit. Caveman. Yeah, Captain Caveman. Like <laughs> <laughs> shit. That's I need that so audio. Thing that, that needs to be my text message alert when somebody texts me. <laughs> that's great. So yeah, I mean that's that's, that's kind of the the, the beautiful thing about. The discussion that we're having today, and I, I think especially the older Hanna-Barbera stuff, so many of these things I've completely forgotten existed. And upon just doing yeah. a little bit of homework, Google search uh, Hanna-Barbera 60s and 70s, it just all floods back the moment you see just the title card. It's like, I haven't thought about that probably in 30 years. Yeah. That's magical. Do you guys and have any uh, in, your, in your mind palace that would be deep cuts if you want to try to spark that memory for any of the listeners right now? Wacky I've already got races. mine with Captain Caveman. What? Yeah, Wacky Races. Oh, I love Wacky Races. Yeah, I used to watch that in the morning before school. Yeah, so that, that's one I because I had everybody from Hanna Barbera uh, cameos mm-hmm. and stuff in it. That was a wild one for me. Yeah, it was. I completely uh, forgot about all of these. Who was it? Muttley and Dick Dastardly were usually the villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. With that laugh, yeah. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> He was the yeah. precursor to the uh, the dog from from Duck Hunt. <laughs> Getting there. Or, yeah. well, who am I thinking of? Not Dick Dashley, but uh, the Snidely Whiplash. Oh, you guys oh yeah, from yeah, yeah. Doolittle. I think that's what he was from. Yeah, there's actually there's a really cool for anybody who's into wacky races. Oh man, what was it? He was the Canadian Mountie, right? Yeah, Dudley Do Right. Dudley Do Right. I thought you said Doolittle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I probably did. Thank you for correcting me or calling me on that. <laughs> yes, so you can offend all the Canadians who might remember this cartoon. I completely oh, no, forgot I'm, about it. <laughs> I'm glad you guys said something because I, I, there's yeah. probably a, a bunch of people yelling at their, their devices right now. Well, um, what? That was along the same lines as, I want to say, Tom Slick, the rocket race car oh. driver or something like that. And then George of the Jungle. Like, all three of those were George of the Jungle. Yeah, that was 60s too, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, I believe so. 
Yeah, watch out for that tree. Yeah, I remember oh. that because, like all good cartoons, they kept bringing it back right a decade later and trying to repackage it to sell to the next generation of kids. Because I remember when they brought George the Jungle, they tried to in the 90s, and I don't think it lasted very long on Saturday morning. Well, they accompanied that with Brendan Fraser's live action movie, yes? <laughs> oh, maybe that's why. Yeah. That, Which, you know, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I will consume just about any media with Brendan Fraser attached. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic. As far as uh, George of the Jungle's watch out for that tree, that's actually something my family still quotes. Just, (laughs) it's an interesting context. It's like my mom will say it or I will say it when somebody like runs into a wall or bumps into a table and they didn't mean to, stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. I'll probably start doing that. Yeah. Watch I got this is a tree. list of th- the list of things I need to force my kids to watch. <laughs> it's a long yeah. list. Ever growing, ever yeah. growing. That's the thing that sucks about time. The further into the future we get, everything else is further behind. Yeah, that's that's, that's deep. Inappropriately, yeah, inappropriately deep. <laughs> typically, yeah. Insert sophomoric phrase or dick and fart joke. That's typically everything that comes out of my mouth. So I apologize for being off brand. So when I was little, the ones that I used to watch most were probably stuff like Snorks, Jabberjaw, um, Josie and the Pussycats, okay. Voltron, Thundercats. Yeah. Okay, so it's now we're getting into 80s territory. a broad assortment there. But yeah, that's, that's what I used to watch yeah. as a child. As I got older, yeah. I actually discovered stuff from the 70s that I loved. H.R. Puffin stuff, which I mean, doesn't really count as a cartoon, but it was one of those Saturday morning shows that kids would get in front of the TV and watch. Anyway, um, The Bugaloos, Lidsville, Sigmund and the Sea Monster. What? I don't know <laughs> any of the last three that you mentioned. Yeah, all gibberish to me, man. <laughs> yeah. I said nod and smile. I don't know any of these ones. But, then, but like I mean, 70s stuff is out of my wheelhouse, I think. Well, okay, so let's we'll, we'll move on to the 80s then, because that's kind of the territory for Voltron. Uh, Transformers is like my number one all time. Up there with with um, it really any giant fighting robots. I know that like Power <laughs> Rangers was not a cartoon, but giant fighting robots, and that wasn't a morning thing, was it? Was that a Fox Kids in the morning, or was that the no? That was. Stuff? That was a weekday afternoon thing. Yeah. But okay. Saban really tried to capitalize that and did have Saturday morning stuff. Big Bad Beetleborgs. Oh, I remember that. What <laughs> was Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one, yes. <laughs> and I remember, I, okay, and, and I'll bring this back on topic of cartoons, but I have to give a shout out to Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. They had some dope action figures, but also their, their theme song, is still in my head uh, today, but also I always found their their theme song was funny because it was Superhuman Samurai, and then they took a couple beats Cyber Squad, and yeah. I just remember thinking <laughs> they couldn't have chosen a longer title for a show, and then to just put those two beats there with nothing, and then throw that in as a stinger. I always that was hilarious. <laughs> Superhuman Samurai, Cyber Squad. So was that like Power Rangers where they took the Japanese other show and they just kind of redubbed and refilmed some English scenes for it? Oh, I never looked at that. That's what Power know. Rangers was, right? I think, you yeah, know, I wish Power we had to talk to is OK Retro because they know all this shit. I know that they do a, um, a podcast about Sentai uh, shows because like all, all the ones that we watch over here are repackaged Japanese shows, right? right? And it's right. wild. The history between those is amazing. 
What I completely was, forgot was apparently cyber was spelled with an S so that every word yeah. started with S. <laughs> and you can do that kind of stuff. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, yes. It was an adaptation of the Japanese tokusatsu series, Gridman the Hyper Agent. Can we all agree <laughs> that they renamed it better? <laughs> no. It just rolls no, off the, the tongue. What, just the these... classic, the, the Japanese the hyper version agent? was better. It, yeah. wow. it sounds a little generic. Okay, but Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad <laughs> sounds way too specific. <laughs> like, can you imagine? This is, this, is, this is me as a kid, by the way. My humor has been the same since I was a kid. Hey, uh, GP, this is my dad talking to me when I was a kid. GP, because that's what he called me. Uh, what do you want for Christmas? Oh, there's a show called Superhuman Cyber, Samurai Cyber Squad. There's some toys from the Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad that I would like. Um, do you got that? He's like, yeah, you want from that show. I'm like, which show? The one you just said, Superhuman Samurai <laughs> Cyber Squad? <laughs> yes, like you have to say the whole thing every time. Otherwise, what's the point of naming it something so horribly awful? I didn't realize that was toys. I just thought it was a show. I, I didn't think it was popular enough to have toys. Like Power which Rangers show? totally gets toys. Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad? No, Superhuman Cyber. Oh, I screwed up the timing. I, yeah, so, I still have the timing seven, down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so they have some really, really yeah. cool toys. Okay. Back on it, it's kind of Mega Man Battle Network before Mega Man Battle Network. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely, Wolf. Just it was, the let's imagine what the inside of the computer is. Joey Lawrence and Mega Man at the same time. It, but it, it wasn't Joey, it was Matthew. It Matthew was Matthew, Lawrence. you're right. I don't know if he's more talented, but he was one of the few 90 people, people in the 90s who could pull off the front or like the, the, the butt cut, you know, where it looked like you had a butt crack and then your hair went down either side. The middle like part. legit Joey Lawrence's brother? Yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous human being as well. Hold on. I'm Just checking out my house. Did you ever watch, he was, um, he was in the later episodes of Boy Meets World. He was Eric's yep. roommate. Oh, oh Wow. Wow, he was, I forgot he about was, him. He was, he was the prototype Zac Efron. <laughs> yeah, yes. Pretty much. Yes. yes. That hair, man. I'm jealous of that the hair. hair. Right? <laughs> yeah, he could pull it off. And Joey Lawrence was the alpha version. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> well, he was the one that was in Blossom. I remember, I remember Joey Lawrence, but I forgot all about his brother. Yeah, that, that whole wow. family. Well, I don't yeah, know there the was a third family, brother. But those two guys, very, very talented. You can't have a three-peat. You can't have three good-looking brothers on TV. That's just, that's a crime. Hold on, though. <laughs> Hold on. They were all in the Do same show Do not make me invoke the Jackson 5. Okay, but really, the Jackson 5, only, only one was really good, though. Jermaine? <laughs> yes, obviously. Jermaine Jackson. Clearly, yeah. yes. Tito? Oh, I guess I do like... Janet Jackson was part of the Jackson Janet's 5? No. What? No, no, no. Because it was just no, the no. five dudes. But right. uh, I think Janet was in there at some point, and she's wonderful. Okay, yeah, she's great. Yeah. Anyway, so cartoons. cartoons, cartoons. Yeah, those are great. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna issue a very difficult challenge uh, to you, you two. I will sound off as well. And anybody who's listening, if you're part of our, our Discord, I want you to sound off in the production, not the production discussion section, the one where people can interact with us and tell me what was your favorite cartoon from the '80s, Transformers. Now, uh, Jake, what do you think? What say you? From the eighties, well, you yeah. already said Transformers. I guess GI yeah. Joe, but the one, the big one for me as a kid, I had all kinds of GI Joe toys. Did you know that there was a comic book series arc where the, it was a crossover of GI Joe and Transformers? <laughs> 
Is that no, why the, think... the movies for Michael Bay have that military bent? Is because they just try to merge those two universes together? Uh, who knows what is going on in that guy's brain? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I can't speak for him. But uh, what he did to Transformers is unforgivable. But The Rock was wonderful, so who knows? Uh, my, 90s Michael Bay was, you know, whatever. But no, there's a whole arc where the G.I. Joe, uh, you know, and, and Cobra have access to Transformers. And it's, it's really, really cool. And if they could ever That's pull wild. off a live action of that, I would watch the fuck out of it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, G.I. Joe is good. Tell me, uh, what did you love about G.I. Joe? I'm trying to remember now. It's been so long. And were they long. real Canadian heroes? Or did they stick with no, the American they didn't, thing? No, they didn't change it for our audience, which is a shame. Because up here, they wouldn't fight. They would just, you know, sit down and have frank discussions about their emotions. <laughs> All the pew-pew lasers, instead of going pew-pew, go, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. So yeah. I'm, I'm guessing the episode where they were waiting on the window wiper to show up got a lot of airplay up there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the viper is coming. The viper. <laughs> No, I think for us, honestly, it was just the action. I don't remember being, you know, this is like this for a lot of cartoons. Back then, I wasn't really keen as a kid on plot. Shocker, I know. So no, I think it's just the, the wide number of characters on that show, right? From Sergeant Slaughter is what I recognize, but I used to watch wrestling back then. So that's how I remember him. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, the ninja characters and then I think Duke and then that guy who's like the, the for some reason, Shipwreck? Shipwreck. Shipwreck. Whose special powers are, are never used because he's on land all the damn time. But like, there's just like a variety of characters. I think that's why I remember that one the most. But like Transformers, the same idea, right? All the different Transformers, all the different characters, the toys that came from that. I think that right. kind of got deep. I, and I'll tell you another kind of commonality between the two is how dope the character names were. Like Optimus Prime is cool. Megatron, yeah. Soundwave, Ultra Magnus. Like, I, I, I continuously try to bet people for the naming rights to their babies. So that I can be responsible. <laughs> I'm never going to have a baby named Ultra Magnus. My, my wife has seen to that. But if I could name somebody else's kid Ultra Magnus, that's a win. You know what I mean? I but, tried I mean, to get my wife. and Because uh, she <laughs> named the last two kids we have. So I'm like, all right, third one. Third one, I get to name it. And she's well, like, no, well, let's what just, do you want? Let's make a bet. That well, way I, I take the responsibility off your shoulders. Well, you she didn't like my choice first. anyway. Because so, we thought we were going to have a boy at some point. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, if it's a boy, I know Magnus. what I want to name it. Jebed, no, not Magnus, so that's a good one. Jebediah Zebulon. Jebzeb, right? Like biblical names. And I only half was serious about saying this, right? I mostly wanted uh, Zebulon Jebediah for ZJ, so we call the kid ZJ for short. Anyway, we're having another girl, and she's like, well, uh, I'll pick the name. I'm like, no, no, that's not how this works. You pick the first two names, I pick at least the third kid. It's our last kid, I pick the name. And <laughs> she's like, what do you want to name our daughter then? Zebulon Jebediah. ZJ still works with a girl. It's, it's, it's universal. It's unisex. And uh, long story short, I can't name anything anymore. I've been banned. Uh, we're supposed to get another cat end of this year. I will not be naming it. <laughs> <laughs> even, the, even the animals, you can't. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure I can't nickname the house plants at this point. I lost my naming rights because, you know, I had this <laughs> biblical joke. Mm -hmm. anyway, naming's hard. Naming's hard. It, it is. And you really have to be future aware. And, and real quick, Wolf, before I get to you, future third child, I want you to listen to this episode. Be thankful that your name is not Jeb Zeb, Jeb <laughs> Zeb, Zeb Jeb. And also listen to how excited your father was when he told the entire world and Zimbabwe that you were going to be a girl. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Okay. So, yes, G.I. Joe, I'm with you. I watched a bunch of that show. 
I couldn't tell you really any of the individual episode plot points. Yeah. But it was dope, and it was cookie-cutter, but it was wonderful. And the toys. The toys were really, really good for G.I. Joe. All right, so, uh, Wolf, favorite 80s cartoon? What do you got? Uh, if I have to choose it now versus then, I'd probably say Inspector Gadget. Yeah. Was that a Saturday morning for you? Yeah, it, Sorry, it started a Saturday yeah, morning, okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, up here so, it was uh, before school days, like like Monday through Friday, early in the morning before we left for school. That's what we had on was Inspector Gadget. I don't think I ever watched it on Saturdays. Oh, maybe I, not. I love the hell of that show, though. Maybe what it was, was the name not. of the dog? Uh, brain. brain. Brain, yeah, Penny brain? and Brain. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, that's the thing. I remembered Penny. I couldn't think of the damn dog's name. Okay. I guess it was now, not a Saturday morning cartoon, so I guess I need to give a new answer. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it's still a good um, one though, and it's still eighties. And and also, just going off of the the history of the episodes that we have, Inspector Gadget not a Saturday morning cartoon, but a very good platformer. <laughs> it's up okay. there. It's it's, it's Thank not you for a top twelve, then, but still. A then great I platform. gotta go. So apparently, I, I had to do a little digging to see what's what. Uh, Ducktales started as a Saturday morning cartoon. I think DuckTales. I gotta go with. That oh, did one. it? That's yes. a great one. Yeah, that whole. Or like did that start in the era. 80s or 90s? That's the question. When was Goof Troop? Because Dark Goof Troop was 90s. definitely 90s. That was Disney Afternoons. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, DuckTales might have been late 80s. Right? I tried looking Chip into. Mm, I'm not sure. Let me check my mind palace. Because now I need to know. Because Gummy Bears was the first, like, seriously animated cartoon, right? And that <gasps> oh was late 80s. Oh, my God. God, I had completely forgotten about Silverhawks. Oh, <laughs> it has the worst, Definitely best 80s. theme song of all time. <laughs> How about you give us some bars? Give us some bars <laughs> from Silverhawk. Partly metal, partly real. <laughs> Silverhawks. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Uh, I yeah. it's, go listen to it. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I I well I will, but I have to confess. Um, you were telling me the other day about the music from Inspector Gadget's theme song, and you blew my mind, Wolf. Uh, go and tell Jake what that little bit of trivia. Oh is yeah, it's you, it's totally based knows. on in the Hall of the Mountain King. Inspector Gadget. Yep. Like do 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 do. That's yeah. Is that Hollow Mountain King? No, it's it's very close. It really is. If you is listen it? to them back to back, you or like Hold side on. by side, you're gonna hear it. That's bizarre. <laughs> That's totally. All Isn't right, episode crazy? over. <laughs> no, <laughs> I gotta go watch no. it now. And I That's I told weird. my really? kid that like two three months ago. And he wouldn't stop talking about it. He was noticing <laughs> in the Hall of the Mountain King all over the place in media after I told him about that. Because he oh, was wow. watching Inspector Gadget. And I pointed out how it was similar to another song that he played on Just Dance, which is a right. total play on in the Hall of the Mountain King. It's uh, the Hall of the Pixel King or something like that. But I explained to him that they're very close and they come from the same song and i played him in the hall of the mountain king and inspector gadget and in the in the pixel king one and he was like wow and he was like he was telling my wife about it he was telling my mom about anybody who would like just be in his vicinity he was 
more than happy to tell them this tidbit of information. <laughs> it's hard to wrap my head around it because for me, Hall of the Mountain King, there's a, a band called Apocalyptica. It's like three oh, or I four guys on cellos. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. And they heavy have metal an album cellos. based on that. Yeah, heavy yeah. metal cellos. And the song is so fucking riveted. It's great. Yeah. Try, now trying to wrap my brain around that take on the song versus Inspector Gadget. <laughs> and my, my head's breaking. Okay. <laughs> I, can't, so, I can't do it. Yeah. Tangent, because we haven't had any tangents in this episode yet. Apocalyptica, <laughs> I guess it's not really how they, they say it. Uh, I had heard an interview where they were talking and they, were, they kept calling it Apocalyptica. What? And it completely changed the way that I looked at words and the sounds that things make. But yeah, they, they were like Apocalyptica. And I'm like, who the hell's that? You mean Apocalyptica? Sorry, you're saying it wrong. Yeah, that's bizarre. But no, I saw them live here in Toronto, like, year, I mean, years ago now, like in my background. Did they bring any, any guest vocalists? Because oftentimes on their albums, they'll bring in uh, yeah. various singers and stuff. Um, I want to say Corey Taylor did something with him, but I could be wrong. I wonder if it's, I, I want to say it was the guy who was doing Phantom at the time, who's a, Gerard he was a rock band before. I can't remember the hell, was, I can't remember his name, but he's actually a fairly well-known uh, rock musician. And he ended up doing a run of uh, Phantom of the Opera. I think they got him to do the, uh, the guest vocals at the concert. It was only a small little thing, like a hundred people. Like it was very tiny. It was a small venue. Sure. I'm going to have to look that up now. But yeah, they're, they're fantastic live. That's great. That's great. Okay. So uh, back to it. I'm sorry. One more time. Was Silverhawks your final answer? No, no, no. I, I think my Duck favorite Tales. cartoon. Huh? DuckTales? That's it's from 87. No, I, I don't I don't think it's 80s. I think DuckTales was 90s. So no, I'm, it's 87. I'm def- I just looked it up. Was it? Oh then <laughs> yeah, yeah that's the one palace. for sure. <laughs> it's right here. I, I feel like that one has aged better than the rest of them. So if I were to go back yeah. and be able to watch one, I think it would be DuckTales. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I I loved Speed Buggy as a kid, but I don't think I could stand the <laughs> all the time anymore. Nope. You mean the beatboxing? I love that. <laughs> the the sputtering yeah. Dune buggy that they solved mysteries on. <laughs> Wait, what cartoon is that? Speed Buggy. That was another one Speed of those Hanna Barbera mystery cartoons. Oh, I thought you were talking about the um. Ghostbusters, not the good one, but the other Ghostbusters with the talking car. Oh, the original Ghostbusters with the talking car and the gorilla. You know, that was actually based on a live action show. Yes, I've seen some of it. It's (laughs) interesting. (laughs) It's it's a weird take. What? I remember the real Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters was called the real Ghostbusters because there was a Ghostbusters show that came before it. So they couldn't use the name ghostbusters for the cartoon they barely eked out getting to use the name for the movie right because it was going to be called what ghost stoppers or ghost something there's a a long list of alternate titles for ghostbusters before they they plowed forward with it but the original ghostbusters was like the 80s uh, or not 80s but like really old uk show or something like that right yeah so it was originally what were they? Well, it, they originally wanted to call it Ghostbusters, and Ooh. they couldn't use the name legally, but they were hoping to get the name. And so they were filming it in two ways as Ghostbusters and I think it is Ghost Stoppers as an alternative. Yeah. And so they'd film all sorts of things like there's two shots of them putting up the sign. One says Ghostbusters, one says the other name. And like they get through all these things and they finally got 
really pushed for being able to use Ghostbusters when they were filming the scene with everybody in Central Park just shouting, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. And they made a phone call while that was going on. And it was like, you need to hear this. And they put it up. And then it was, we need to use this name. We cannot use the other name. (laughs) That That was the end of Back to the Future. No. Chuck, this is your cousin Marvin. You know no, no, no. Sound you're looking this, for? this happened. I'm not talking Listen about in the this. movie. I'm talking about real yeah, life. Real life. They yeah. ran while yeah. the crowd was yelling, they ran to a payphone and called somebody who needed to hear it and was like, this oh. is the movie name needs to be. It can't. I love we that. can't use Think the about other one. just like the historical implications of that one phone call. How great is that? <laughs> and yeah. that is a wonderful transition to the next category before we get to the 90s cartoons, which is. Cartoons from the 80s and 90s that were made from adult properties that kids have seen that probably shouldn't have. That's a long category oh, header. Yes, but there's a few of I, those. I should, yes, I shouldn't have watched Ghostbusters when I was that young, but I did. And they made a cartoon out of it. Same thing with, uh, what else we got? We got Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Rambo. Rambo cartoon, Rambo cartoon is, is interesting. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, my like, God. I didn't I watch much of it as a kid, but it's a Rambo cartoon. Did, wasn't there also an A-Team cartoon? Yes, so it totally was, and a breakfast cereal. I, I remember that <laughs> and a quite a bit. They, they did Mortal Kombat for like a couple episodes. If you guys remember that, there was a Mortal Kombat animated series. Was that 80s? No, well, that was been later, but yes, you're yeah, right. I, well, we're transitioning between the 80s and 90s, so 90s, <laughs> 90s will work as well. But uh, there, was there, there was a Robocop one? That I was trying one? To think of. I'm yeah, thinking it was a Robocop was, one. Well, there's, yeah, I want to say Or am I thinking Cops? Maybe I think I'm just Cops. Animated show for Cops? No, there's, there's an anime cartoon called Cops. You never, never watched that one? Uh-uh, I, I don't think so. No? Oh, I mean, wow. You got to watch that. Is that another Canadian show that I... <laughs> I, should I mean, maybe I, I've, I've, I was on Cops very briefly once. No. <laughs> Aren't we are? But, no, so Cops, the cartoon show was, uh, again, all the, all the bad guys and the cops all had special powers. Kind of like a G.I. Joe, but police officers and, and crooks. Um, the main guy was called Bulletproof. Literally, he had a chest made of steel. Uh, I think there's one that villains is a, literally a baby, uh, a man in a baby's body. Another one, the brain. You can see the brain. Just a wild number of characters. I know. I'm not crazy. But yeah, it's called Cops. I'm pretty sure it's called Cops. It was. Cops. Uh, in some regions, it was known as Cyber Cop. Or, yeah, Cyber Cops. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was. it was not based on... The the live action no going no. out and busted heads cops but <laughs> it just it happened to have the same name and it ran it was in eighty nine it looks like eighty eight to eighty nine yeah I remember the toys the toys were very heavy duty like like they were weighty toys like you know GI Joes you could throw it across the room no problem drop with a parachute but the toys from cops were heavy like if you, if you dropped it on your sibling you'd hurt somebody nice. um. Yeah, like you had uh, long arm O'Malley. It's a long arm, bulletproof, uh, the sundown. The long arm of the law. Yeah. yeah, Mirage, like all these different things. It was done by Deke, who did like all the cartoons in the, the late eighties. Yeah. So it's, it's really great animation. <laughs> I mean that that also kind of fits in with the idea of James Bond Junior. You just reminded me of because in Cops <laughs> yes. there was cops and then crooks, and then James yeah. Bond Junior fought the forces of scum. <laughs> That was another show with a really great theme song too from Ray. James Bond Jr. 
yeah, James Bond Jr. catches scum or something, something like that. It's catches something scum. with Captain Planet that's in catchy. All, that's the thing with all these cartoons, 80s and 90s. They all bangers for theme songs. Like, they don't yeah. do that anymore, right? Like, from start to finish, they all have great songs. Well, what, yeah. okay, so there's that one that's got, like, an amazing theme song, and I had never seen the cartoon. It's the the raccoon one. And it was a Canadian oh, one. Oh, um, yeah, that's um, the raccoons. <laughs> that's what it's called. That's all it's called? The raccoons? Yeah, the raccoons. The theme song um, for that is, is the theme total banger. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, great. It wasn't a cartoon. It was a... a specials i think it was i don't think it was like a tv series i think there's three or four movies oh, yeah that's another one okay. I'm, gonna to, I'm gonna add this to my list of things to make my kids watch although they would actually like this one because that's that had the um the environmental aspect to it right the the bad guy something something snarl but he's like a pink weird thing with hooked nose and bushy eyebrows and he was always trying to pollute the forest or whatever and the raccoons would stop him uh that's a freaking Ooh. awesome canadian cartoon I forgot all about that one it was a tv I, I... series or was it? How many episodes was that? 60 plus four specials. You got a really? lot of watching so the to do. Speci- <laughs> well, yeah, because the specials is what I remember because <laughs> it was rare they were on TV. So it was always a treat when I got to watch it because it'd be like an evening cartoon, which almost never happened, right? I used to love those. Mm. Yeah. I, f- I feel like because, okay, the whole idea for this episode came from uh, on, on Sunday, I went to the movie theater because they were showing a 35th anniversary special of the original Transformers 1985 movie, or, you know. Anyway, I never got to see it when I was in theaters, and I I made my wife go, and I was telling her all this stuff, and she's like, you should really talk about this kind of stuff on the podcast, which I I interpreted as her saying, you know, we we talk so passionately about retro stuff, but I I think really what she meant it as is, why are you bothering me with this? (laughs) To the guy... (laughs) Uh, so when, when I was talking to Wolf about this the other day, I really feel like there was a third, like, adult property that got made into a kid show. We, we said Beetlejuice, Ghostbusters. What else was there? It was like a, oh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. That was a cartoon. cartoon? No. Yes. With Rick Moranis? Yes. Well. I, I don't know if he was, I don't know if he was in the cartoon. But yes, it was based on the 80s <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors movie. Who comes yeah. up with these ideas in a boardroom? Like you run dry on the kids' safe ideas, so you start looking at like R-rated movies for ideas. <laughs> well, I, I think what it was is they all were like, "Oh, so we were watching Beetlejuice, and our kids started like pissing their pants, and then we realized we really shouldn't have watched it with our kids. Maybe we should try to put a bandaid over that mental scarring by making something in that property that's kid friendly." Wow. Uh, which led yeah. <laughs> led to the quip that maybe they should have also done that for Hellraiser because I would have loved to have seen animated <laughs> Cinnabites. Give me Pinhead for the cartoons, yeah. That'd right, be yeah. That'd be so wow. funny. So it was just called Little Shop. Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> no yeah, horrors. It had, yeah. Of horrors, it had yeah. 13 episodes. It lasted one season. I wonder why. That's a shame. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure Beetlejuice, that's, that's the other thing. Every single one of these shows probably only has uh, a, a dozen or a couple dozen episodes. But I watched them my entire childhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they lasted forever. So they really tweaked it. Let me let me read you the synopsis of the first episode. It's so different from the movie. Seymour finds a seed from 200 million years ago and helps it grow into the plant known as Junior. The plant tries to return home, but upon finding that he cannot, stays with Seymour and helps Mr. Mushnick's flowers grow. 
Return home how? Like time travel? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> That's wild. So they really turned that one on its head to make it work for a kid's show. <laughs> they basically were like, all these characters, except let's make the plant not eat people, and we'll name it something else to help distance it. <laughs> There's a show there. There's a show there. No, I well. well, the original, because they, they were going to replace the word horrors with um, fun time. And I think the original name of that show was going to be Little Shop of Fun Time Cyber Squad. <laughs> <laughs> I got I know I got to let go of the joke, but I'm not ready yet. No, the timing is good. Timing's the, good. The, the timing's always good. Did you guys ever watch like the like Star Wars obviously 70s really popular and they made a couple of cartoons from that. They had uh, droids, and they had the Ewoks. I couldn't mm -hmm. stand droids. Some of the droids rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't like it. But I love the Ewoks. And that, those were from the 80s as well. I remember seeing those a bit when I was a kid. Um, I think my cousins had a couple on VHS. And so when I'd go yeah. over there, we'd watch them from time to time. But not being a Star Wars kid, I was kind of bored by those. <laughs> <laughs> droids definitely was very boring to me because I wasn't really a C-3PO R2 fan, and then there's two other like bounty hunters or something that were with them as, as characters. I, I just couldn't get into it. But mm. uh, Ewoks, I quite liked, and that had another again catchy theme song. Anyway, well, that's that's what they did with uh, the Spider Man movies. Like the Spider Man and the MCU, you know, cool. The previous Spider Man incarnations are cool, but now they've got a whole like cinematic universe of the Spider Man villains in a universe in which Spider Man does not exist. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. kind of like, you know, why take out this interesting thing that everything is built on? It's the same with the droid show or Ewoks. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah. It's Star Wars, but without the Jedi or really any of the cool stuff that you love. And, well, you know, the, those are the cash grabs. Have you seen? OK, it's cartoons, animated, uh, slight tangent. It's okay. Quick, I promise. Disney Plus sure. has uh, Star Wars Visions right now. It's like a, a short series of serials, about animated versions of Star Wars. But it's all side stories, all independent, and they're all like uh, anime takes on Star Wars. And a lot of that is Star Wars, but not the way you think it would be, right? Like it's uh, one guy's a Padawan in a band, for example, right? Another one is uh, he's like a, a bounty hunter. He has force powers, but he uses a red lightsaber and he's not actually a Jedi. He's just a force user. So it's kind of like Star Wars flipped around a little bit. And I think that's mm -hmm. actually really cool that they're taking Star Wars and doing it from a different angle. Yeah, I... I like that stuff if it's done well, the same way with like Rogue One. Rogue One was parallel to the story, you know, leading up to, uh, it, you know, the, the side yeah. quest of the characters, you know, that every now and then will dip into the pool of the main stuff that you love. That I like. But if it's just kind of this obvious flagrant, oh, these things, you know, sold some good toys. Let's let's do a thing of it. You know, yeah, not so much. You, you just hate Ewoks. I see how it is. You're a Marvel Wiki guy, and that's that's fine too. But you know, Ewoks. So, I mean, yeah, I love Star Wars, and and I think Picard was the best. Uh, I was mentioning something to GP the other day, and I something tells me that Jake doesn't know about this either. There was in the mid nineties, ninety five. Um, there was an album released called Saturday Morning Cartoons. And it was just an old, a bunch of songs from Saturday morning cartoons from the previous, I don't know, 20, 30 years. <laughs> and all redone by bands of the time. 
Oh, really? And then they made a TV special of music videos where Drew Barrymore was the host and she and her friends were reminiscing about these cartoons <laughs> and then the music video would start. And really? There I, was know, a, I hadn't heard of this before. Yeah, so you've got like Scooby-Doo done by Matthew Sweet. You've got Speed Racer done by Sponge. Um, huh. What else do we got here? The Toadies did Ghoulie Get Together from uh, the Groovy Ghoulies. <laughs> I think I remember that one, yeah. <laughs> Which is, uh, oh, Sublime did Hong Kong Fooey. And it is oh, really? rad. Yes, it is so good. I'm trying to think if I heard that one. Interesting. Uh, the Violent Femmes did Eep Op Orc Ah Ah from uh, the Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Typo that one Typo Negative did the Smurfs, and it was... <laughs> Crazy. Oh, the Ramones covered the old Spider-Man. So it's it's got that an I've interesting heard. collection yes. of stuff. Yeah. Um, definitely look into it. It's got some fun covers. Yeah. Definitely check out the Happy Happy Joy Joy song by Wax. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ren and Stimpy I could not get into. Really? Oh, the Nose Goblins? It, it, it's it's classic. Oh, God, Terrible, I forgot about the Nose Goblins. Uh, don't piss. You whizzed on the electric fence, didn't you? <laughs> it's like... Well, my mother found me watching that cartoon. She was so disappointed yeah. with me. Like, not not banned me from it. She just saw what I was watching. She's just, like, shaking her head at me. Yeah, my, so that was like a Sunday morning cartoon. Like, here's my story with, with that. Was I was raised in a family where we all woke up very early on Sunday, went to church. Uh, and then afterwards, we would go to Grandma and Grandpa's house, eat coffee cake, and the kids would all go into, like, this one little room, and they'd plop us in front of a TV with cartoons. And... One of those shows was Ren and Stempy, and I remember watching that and thinking, this feels wrong. Yeah. Like, it was packaged <laughs> for kids, but then there's some stuff where, and it creeped me out. And, again, kind of a side thing here, and we could talk, we haven't really talked about Disney stuff very much. We could do a whole other episode on Disney cartoons growing up. But the current version, so far as I know current, uh, Mickey Mouse shorts and cartoons are done by people who either did Ren and Stempy or took drew strong in, uh, inspiration from that but i like it much more now with mickey and minnie it's not quite as gross there's a lot fewer references to nipples uh and the close-ups <laughs> that are really creepy with boogers and stuff but some of the stuff is very ren and stimpy that they're doing right now with mickey and minnie and i i'm, I'm here for it it definitely <laughs> influenced the next generation of animation uh, i can't yeah. remember unfortunately the animator's uh name big, big controversial if i remember anyway but the takeaway for me on Ren Stippy is the voice actor did Fry in Futurama decades later, right? It's the same voice uh, actor. Joe, oh God. Yeah, Billy it, West it, it, did the voice of Billy West. Stimpy. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of the other guy. Sorry. Yeah. Billy West also does the voice of the Red Eminem and like nine other things from my life. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably more than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's That's all true. over the place. Yeah. I, I found him yeah. doing the voice of like a robot drone in Batman once, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, he actually is the voice for, uh, oh, shit, now I can't think of it, Gary Oldman. <laughs> Gary, Gary Oldman is Gary Oldman and everybody else in the world. Yes. Billy West does the voice. Gary Oldman could be here right now. We'd never know. He's just I was that good. Of, I was thinking of Joe DiMaggio, who also is everywhere. Yes. But Billy yes. West. I think, yeah. yeah. I think you're thinking of John DiMaggio. Oh yeah, Joe was the, the voice actor, player, not yes? the baseball player. Oh, I have, yeah, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, the John DiMaggio are... was the bender and the take on the Joker, and yeah, yeah, and Adventure Time, Jake the Dog, love Adventure Time. 
Right. Uh, yeah. But that, that Waka. before we get to Adventure Time, yes, those things will come <laughs> as we wrap up the episode. There, we, we need to get back to the 90s real quick. We did the adult properties thing. Uh, favorite cartoon from the 90s, Werewolf, what do you got? I'll go last. Uh, probably Freakazoid. Yeah. Oh, it was it was so yeah. wild. It's so much fun. It just every once in a while I'll see my kid sneeze in the face he makes and I'll just be like, ah freak out. <laughs> <laughs> you mean uh Phenoma what what's this what's the Okay, so uh my wife knew of this show, except she didn't know it as Freakazoid. She knew it as Phenomenoid. Phenomenoid. And it's the exact same theme song, but it's all in Spanish. And it would be Phenomenoid, Phenomenoid. <laughs> <laughs> it's great that's awesome but uh probably there's one line from that show that still sticks with me to this day is he's chasing a villain into the sewers and as he's walking through the sewers he goes ew i hope that was a candy bar that just floated by <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good that's good okay <laughs> It was, I mean, it was one of those things that was just so unexpected, especially from a kid's show. Like, right. you think of stuff like Ren and Stimpy, where they're just not afraid to go to that place. And then Freakazoid just, in a very classy and unexpected way, steps around that place ever so slightly and then continues on. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's similar to what, uh, go ahead. Animaniacs. Animaniacs was not yeah. quite as classy about it. <laughs> Well, that was what uh, I was going to say. It's like they said, yeah. what if we had Animaniacs put a superhero spin on it, kind of, and then just didn't give a shit? <laughs> kind of. Because flying was, ooh, <laughs> shit, he would yeah. Yeah, run around. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jake, what, what about you? Favorite 90s cartoon? That's It's tough, because, I mean, I'd like to say Batman, but I think that's something I appreciate later on now. So I think probably back then it would be the first couple seasons of X-Men. The anime cartoon, Ooh. right? From from theme song to the voice cast yep. is all fantastic. And then you had some really great Yeah, exactly. And you got some great stories from that carried on multi-part episodes. There's the whole mm -hmm. uh future imperfect line, which I still think is better than the the freaking movie they did years later. So I really love the X-Men cartoon. It fell off when they changed animation studios, I think, in the last season or second last season. Um, whatever the reason they did that for budget, probably. But the first few seasons, I think it's just amazing Saturday morning cartoon stuff. Yeah, uh, are you talking about the the with with apocalypse that that multi episode yes. arc? Is that right? Yeah, all the apocalypse stuff is fantastic. The voice acting and the way they portrayed apocalypse was so intense, and they gave him like some very Shakespearean lines. Yeah, um, you know about the lives breaking on the what with the rocks of eternity or some shit like that. And I'm like, I'm twelve. Thank you. <laughs> The one line he says, I'm as a far, I'm as a more advanced than uh, mutants than mutants are more advanced than you or something along those lines, right? Yes. When, when he's being compared to humans, he's just like humans are bugs, according to Apocalypse. Right. But just like his his horsemen and the thing with our Archangel and Rogue, it's just uh -huh. really fucking amazing stuff. And Super it's like, good. it's, yeah, yeah, there's very few, I think, shows that are quite like it that are as impactful. Like, I do love Batman a lot, a lot, but... As a kid in the time, I think X-Men appealed me to appealed a bit more to me. Sure, sure, sure. And you're right. I think it was a completely not missed opportunity because they took the opportunity, but they shit the bed with it. Uh, the, the live action one they did. Oscar Isaacs, who you all may know from any of a number of things where he's fantastic. 
Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know. I think a lot of those X-Men movies are bad, but everybody who's in them does the best with what they're given. I think it's just poor writing. Um, X-Men 1 was, was okay, 2 was actually good, and then after that, I haven't seen anything that I liked. Yeah, and when I first heard Oscar Isaacs was going to play Apocalypse, I'm like, all right, I can, I can see it. But then when they actually put him on the screen, he felt too short, like too small, right? Like too close to, like not otherworldly godly like Apocalypse. In the cartoon, you're right, the, the presence of his voice just made him feel like this bigger-than-life villain, right? Whereas right. in the anime, the uh, actual live-action movie, Oscar Isaac couldn't cut it. Or it was just, again, bad writing. It wasn't written the same way. But yeah, uh, and, yeah he was he was not as imposing of a presence yeah. on screen that Apocalypse would have been yeah. otherwise. So and that's a hard one to pull off. Uh, so you know, again, not, not to disrespect Mr. Isaacs or anybody associated with that film, but that's that's a hard sell uh, and an even harder pass. Like I don't yeah. want to see that. Um, and, and you know, I'm I'm glad that you hate Batman the animated series so much because <laughs> I don't hate my it. favorite, my favorite. You had your time to talk. Okay. Okay. <laughs> My favorite cartoon from the eighty or from the nineties was Batman the Animated Series. All right. Uh, which I mean, it, it's it's hard to beat. I understand why you said X Men because to a lot of kids, like myself included, that was the quintessential version of the X Men. My my comic book collecting experience growing up was DC, but I did love very much uh, the X Men cartoon. And then they had some really good uh, video games for like the Super Nintendo oh, yeah. and stuff in the nineties were, were really great. Uh, yeah, so for me, it was, it was Batman the Animated Series. For, for being as dark and gritty as Batman comic books can be, the animated series did the best they could to stay true to a lot of the source material, but always just stopping right before where the comic books went. Like They had a whole arc with Bane, and they take him right up to where he's about to break his back, and then something else happens, you yeah. know, uh, and <laughs> stuff like that. But, you know... Uh, they did Kevin get to Conroy. go a little darker with the movies. Yes, in time. Mask of Phantasm. Yeah. 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 So Phantasm. when they oh, did okay, the, the, the animated, animated films, they got to go darker. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. and for the when we opened the episode, I'm thinking I said Conway instead of Conroy. Obviously, I meant Kevin Conroy. I was working on a <laughs> Kevin Conroy voice today. Uh, but he, you know, speaking of the quintessential X Men. He is the quintessential Batman voice. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Um, and I, I think with the live-action uh, Berlanti-verse that they have on the CW, they had even brought in Conroy in like an exoskeleton for one of the other universe versions of Batman, like an aged oh, Batman who's, who's that's pretty busted cool. up his body enough. That is Which good. is very yeah. cool. And, uh, you know, he still does the video games. and I, I don't know. It's just... And then, of course, Mark Hamill as the Joker. Fantastic. Uh, Harley Quinn, the character of Harley Quinn was, was made for the animated series. And then, you know, she took off and they were She's able to portray a lot of... Yeah, yes, Suicide they were Squad, able to portray, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and of course, um, the actress Margot... Margot, Margot Robbie, Robert, right? Robbie. Yeah. yeah. She's fantastic. Um, but poor like Wonder Twins. They, they just got overshadowed. From... Wait, what? <laughs> said the poor Wonder Twins were overshadowed by another TV creation for DC. Somebody just give me the Wonder Twins. Just yeah. give me the fucking Wonder Twins. And it can be six episodes that lead nowhere. I don't care. But don't tell me the technology's not there. We, we can do it. 
Well, you were saying like just a minute ago, Clayface, right? So the animated series yeah. is great for the tragedies, right? Like for me, it was Mr. Freeze, right? The the origin yeah. of Mr. Freeze. I, to this day, sympathize with Mr. Freeze as a bad guy. How mm-hmm. You can never say that watching that live action movie, but watching the cartoon and seeing where he comes from, it's just, it just, you feel sad for the guy. Clayface is similar. Even the Riddler, all the bad guys in that rose gallery for Batman have sad origins. It's, it's great how they did it. Right. Well, unfortunately with the movies, and Marvel does this too in a lot of ways, and it's, it's a trope that I do not like, where they cast the villains as mirror images or darker versions of the hero. So, you know, like Iron Man is Iron Man, and then his, his nemesis in the first one was, was oh, Iron Man. Yeah. 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 Which, uh, you know, played by the incomparable and, and irreplaceable Jeff Bridges, whom I love. But, you know, a lot of, you know, they did that with Black Panther. They've done that with just about, you know, Captain America, just about every property. But with the animated series, you know, you get these characters that are not a different version of Bruce Wayne or Batman. They're kind of their own characters with their own powers and their own identities that are, are wonderful and worthy of, of time and, um, you know, to be looked at. Uh, attention, I guess, is the word I'm, I'm grasping for. But, yeah, I, I love the animated series. I thought that was great. Yeah. Do you like Batman Beyond at all or no? I, it took me a long time to get into Batman Beyond. Uh, you, you guys okay. have heard me talk about this with my video games. and You know, like, with, for example, Final Fantasy IV. I love that game. And anytime I would start to play like five or one, I'd get mad that it wasn't Final Fantasy four. And then I'd go back and play four. <laughs> it was the same thing. Batman needs to be. And even now I still have my hangups with, with beyond because it's like you made the suit invisible. One of the great things about Batman is his own stealthy stuff. He doesn't need a suit for that. He can just, if he gets caught, he's going to kick some ass, you know, he's, That's he's the future. <laughs> solid snake. Yeah. But I, you know, it just don't, don't make him so reliant on his technology that he's not worth being a badass without his suit. You know, like there's that whole conversation and and this is for another episode where uh, Iron Man, if you take away his suit, he's just a dude with money. Well, Batman, if you take away his suit, he's a dude with money. And if you take away his money, he's still a dude who can kick everybody else's ass in the room. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that, you know, it's it's that kind of thing. Yeah, he's, he's a brilliant ninja. So Terry McGinnis, while being a cool character, you know, he's not the pinnacle of of what a human is capable of, like Bruce Wayne and, and all that kind of stuff. But all that to, be, to say, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad show. But I, I get frustrated when I love something so much that I try to watch something similar, and it's not that. The reason I bring it up is uh, that new Batman movie is coming out, I think, next year with Robert Patterson. And uh-huh. I keep, in my head, I can't see Robert Patterson as Batman, right? I, but I could easily see him as a Terry McGinnis in a Batman sure. Beyond movie. And I kind of just... Nobody's going to listen to me. Nobody. Nobody listens. <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to see a Batman Beyond movie with Robert Patterson. I think you get Ben Affleck as the old Batman Bruce Wayne or something, or you bring back Michael Keaton for it. I think it'd be pretty great. But Michael I, Keaton I think Michael would Keaton. be great now. Yeah. 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 Well, well he's he got a cameo the in the Flash movie. Right. He, he could do oh, it. You know, yes, who else has, yeah. you know who else I think has a small cameo in the Flash movie? The Flash. Because <laughs> literally everybody is excited for Supergirl and Batman and everybody else. And they're like, oh, wait, yeah, it's a, it's a Flash movie, apparently. So yes. hopefully he'll be in it. Yeah. Okay. So, that, yeah, there's so many things to talk about with all that. But going back to cartoons, um, I, I didn't watch a lot of Saturday morning cartoons after the 90s. So the question I want to, to ask is, 
what show existed after 2000, and it can be up to now too, that you wish you would have had when you were a kid? Uh, Wolf, we'll start with you. We'll give Jake some time to think on this one. Yeah, I got to think on this one. So I've got two. Um, One that I watched with my brother in the 2000s. So I was already Mm -hmm. well into my 20s. And then one that I watched with my kid not too long ago. So the first one would be the 2003 Ninja Turtles animated series. The one that's darker and grittier and got far enough along to where the studio was like, no, 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 no. We need to reboot and rebrand quick because it's gotten too dark. (laughs) So up until the point when they rebranded, amazing show. Sure. And it seemed like it was actually starting to tread some of those story threads that they explored in the original comics. And I think that's why it got rebooted. Sure. Sure. Too dark, I guess, for TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I pick up what you're putting down. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Because I, I was just going to go on to the I, next one. Okay, well, yeah, before you do, I so badly thought about wanting to throw in the Ninja Turtles cartoon from the 80s because there were so many things there that were fun and iconic. But I equate the 80s cartoon for Turtles the same way I, I look at the 1966 live-action Batman show and movie with Adam West. <laughs> and that, to go back and watch it, I, it's, it's tough. But had it not been for those corny, accessible as a child iterations, I don't think I would have been into it when I was older and saw the, you know, the actual tone of what the turtles meant to be or originally were in the Laird and Eastman, you know, comic books. And obviously with Batman, um, you know, because when when Batman 89 came out and when Ninja Turtles in the 90s or 1990 came out, I wasn't allowed to go see them right away. I don't think I saw the first turtles in theaters. I know I saw the second one, but that was you know, much lighter. So it wasn't until home video and I was older that I saw Turtles. And then I was like, this is much different. And since I'm a little bit older, much more cool. And yeah, so I'm with you on the Turtles 2003 thing, because that was like, if I had gotten that when I was a little bit younger, I would have been even more into the Turtles. Yes. I love Ninja Turtles absolutely as a property, but it is difficult to go back and watch the, uh, the 80s cartoon. So the, the other cartoon would be Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls is a Disney cartoon. I think it, I don't know if it was on Disney XD or Disney Channel. It was one of those. Um, lasted two seasons, around 25, 30 episodes, I think. And it's really bizarre in a lot of ways. Good ways. But the sense of humor in that show walks from, you know, my kid who was six at the time when he found it, loved it. So mm. it's accessible to him. And then to me at 37 at the time, I also loved it. <laughs> mm. like, he'd be watching it and the wife and I would be cleaning or doing chores around the house and that would come on and we'd be like, oh, oh, now we're distracted and we're sitting down and watching that instead of cleaning or whatever we were supposed to be doing. It was a really good show, and we've actually been meaning to sit down and just watch it straight through, because he would just jump around episodes. So the, my right. my experience with the show is mostly way out of order, and I've seen the first episode somewhere in there, and I've seen the last episode somewhere in there, so I've seen how it starts and how it ends. But there's a lot mm. in the middle that's really jumbled up for me. <laughs> but it, it takes place in, like, small town nowhere, Oregon, and there's just 
really weird stuff happening from uh, Sasquatch and gnomes to aliens and alternate dimensions. And wow. it's it's all over the place. And it's so good because none of those stories really feel like a story of the week so much as they feel like the characters are actually growing and learning from their experience episode to episode. Uh, Sherman and Peabody? <laughs> no, probably more everything. like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 probably kind of, oh, shoot. I had a show in line that I was going to mention kind of oh, like Buffy, sorry. how there was like oh. it was the monster of the week, but they had kind of, kind of always learned and grew a little bit as the series went bit, on. Yeah. It's kind okay. of like that, but crammed into two seasons and made more child friendly. It's <laughs> OK, really good. Highly recommend Gravity Falls. OK, uh. Jake, do you have yours, or do you need a few more minutes? No, uh, it's tough, because like after the 90s, after 2000, I think the animation quality for a lot of studios kind of dipped. So I, and okay. I was at the age where I kind of fell off of it. I had an anime phase for a while. So I mean, if I was watching cartoons, I was re-watching the ones I really liked. Like I was a huge fan of The Tick from the 90s. I, I think oh, that's the yeah. 90s, right? Where just like The Tick yeah. versus The Tick. And like There's so many scenes, right? Speak the Dog, who's actually a chinchilla or something. There's so many things from the tick that I love, and I still I love that show even today. But to go back or to look at modern cartoons, actually, you know, you know, I have watched one. Um, Young Justice, actually, I've watched oh, recently. Yeah. That's a fantastic DC uh, anime show. Well it's not quite Batman caliber, but still really good. And I love how they always tie up at the end of a season the the stories and the plot threads. And you have like Aqualad, who's just a fucking amazing character. And again, I think he was created for that show, or at least that variation. So I'd say Young Justice. I don't know. I don't know the origins of Aqualad. I feel like he was around before, but I, I very much could be wrong on that. Young Justice is great. Teen Titans Go would have been a fun one, I think, in the 80s. But it, it, yeah. I don't think meta stuff would have been as accessible. That wasn't really the trend back then, uh, whereas I think there, it's more acceptable now, the, the self-referential stuff. Thank yeah. you, Deadpool. Um, I've got to go with Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I love that. I was introduced to it in 2008 uh, from a dear friend of mine who was all about it. And he's like, you got to watch it. So then we watched it uh, all the way through together. And I remember several times throughout the show getting emotional and like getting the chills from like these very high minded or adult themes that they're presenting to kids through the lens of these wonderful, beautiful characters. And it was, it was great. The first half of season one, very much a kid's show. But kind of, kind of once they establish what they're going to do and, and they get their hooks in you, you know, the, the latter half of season one all the way to the ending of season three or book three is incredible. And it is, I wish I had that uh, when, when I was young because that would have really changed a lot. And it's one of the shows where every time I've watched it has been like a different phase of life. I made mention when we talked about Final Fantasy VI that as I grow and experience new life things, I understand different characters from Final Fantasy VI in different ways. And it, it'd be the same thing with Avatar. Um, not just having kids or being a parent, but loss of innocence and, and, and still trying to maintain hope and integrity. Like All those things are addressed. Um, never mind you know, uh, all, all the, the themes of acceptance and um, 
you know, these characters who are kind of xenophobic and, and how they're portrayed evilly as they should be. And, and you know, the, the idea of community and global acceptance, I, I think, is beautiful and is something they, they handle very, very well. Because um, you don't just have the different tribes or the different nations. You've also got benders and non-benders, even if they're from the same tribe, that have to learn to coexist. And it's, it's brilliant. I love it. The execution is wonderful. The um, story arc from Zuko, right, where just the the revenge and the my, I need the approval of my father to eventually, you know, joining Team Avatar. Just that arc of that character is is one of the I think the greatest stories recently, or at least definitely in animation recently. It's really well done. And I, now that you mentioned Avatar, I didn't realize. Uh, do you know who the Fire Lord Ozai, the big bad guy in that show? Do you know who the voice actor is for him? I do. Do you want me to say it, or yeah, go do you ahead. want to tell you? Mark <laughs> it's not Hamill. Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's Mark Hamill. Yeah, which is I didn't realize until recently. That's just freaking wild to me. He's, did you did you ever watch Korra, Legend of Korra? Because I like Korra, I think more than Avatar. Although I love both of them. Again, guilty. I started watching it, and I'm like, I like the other thing better. I'm going to go back and rewatch that. <laughs> so I it's on the list. I, I will probably yeah. watch it after I make it through the last Airbender with my kids because yeah. they're starting to get into it. And I want I want to be in it with them, and then we'll, we'll move on as a family unit to go do that. But to, to speak about Zuko, um, that to me is probably the greatest character that has ever been portrayed that is the archetype bully. Uh, you know, growing up, you're, you always hear like, oh, if somebody's being a bully, they probably don't have a very good home life, or they've got other traumas they're trying to deal with. That is Zuko to a T. Abusive yeah. father, neglected, you know, physically tormented and, and abused and burned. By his dad, and he's just trying to be the perfect soldier, the perfect everything, to get back into his dad's good graces, and then to cope with the things that his dad is doing are not okay, and trying to find his own path, and, and embracing and accepting other characters as a father figure and, and his, his uncle. So anyway, Wolf, I don't think you've watched Avatar before. I have not. I cannot recommend it highly. And oh, you gotta see it. Please Your go kid will it. love it too, actually. It's really great. Yeah. If you've got kids, very much worth a watch with them so that you can discuss themes and make sure they're picking up on, um, you know, because there, there are these themes and these lessons to learn, but they're not so preachy or heavy handed about it that every kid is going to pick up on it. Because, again, it, it warrants rewatching several times uh, throughout life. But, you know, it, it, it makes for a good discussion thing. And the points are there without being preachy, like I said. And I just it's it's close to a perfect show which is uh, something I shouldn't say, but that's how I feel. All right. Yeah. Awesome. I'll have to check it Guys, out. I think we did it. Guys, I think we should wrap it up. Um, let's go ahead and go around and tell everybody where they can find us. We'll start with you, Mr. Werewolf. Uh, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at W-A-R-E-W-U-L-F-F. Search it on Google. Tell it you a minute. You'll find me. Very cool. Uh, Mr. Mr. Jake. Yeah, I'm sick. Jake, you can find me sometimes on Twitch, almost never, but I mostly found on Twitter. Wonderful. And I am Guy Prime from the Retro Therapy. If you search the Retro Therapy at any of the the major social medias, you should find me as well as, of course, twitch.tv slash the Retro Therapy. And if I'm not there, you can find me on a bidet after the hot sauce <laughs> episode we had. So until next time, everybody, thank you for continuing to uh, uh, tune in and support the, the podcast. We, we absolutely appreciate your, your, your time and attention. And uh, yeah, feel free to join us on Discord and we'll see you there. Okay. Until next time, everybody, this has been Press B to Cancel. Spoon.
Special thanks to The Last Ancient on Bandcamp for our podcast theme. Listen to more episodes on our website, presspetacancel.com, as well as feel free to like or subscribe at Apple and Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or anywhere else you'd like to listen to your favorite shows. Thank you to our supporters on patreon.com slash presspetacancel. Your money helps keep this ball rolling. As always, thank you to all our listeners. This is Ben. Press B to cancel. <laughs>